Between recording the next episode of my podcast, running a business, and all of the things life throws my way, sometimes it's good to just get away. Hola, ¿qué tal? It's Chiquis here. And let me tell you, I love booking a trip where I can escape. There's nothing like spending a few days at the beach, relaxing and spending time with family. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter your reasons, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door! Winning! No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Oye, mi gente, I just want to give you a heads up. The program you are about to hear may have some explicit language. It may not. It also depends on where the vibes and the spirit leads us. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Morenita, a deep dive into the Latinx experience. With Morenita, we want to create a community and a shared space with you while sharing knowledge and inspiration. This show is about celebrating our culture with guests who exemplify the best of us. I'm Darylin Castillo, y te invito. You guys, I think I just found my sister's soulmate. I recently had the pleasure of meeting Samantha Williams, a fellow Afro-Latina performer, while I was traveling in Chicago, and I instantly felt the vibes, and I said, you must be a guest on Morenita. That's how these things happen sometimes, y'all. If we vibe, we vibe. Sam graciously accepted, and you are about to hear a lot of joy, a lot of realness, and a lot of Afro-Latina love. Sam has graced the Broadway stage in shows like Dear Evan Hansen and Caroline or Change and is currently starring in a musical called Life After in Chicago at the Goodman Theater. Go support the arts if you're in the Chi-Town area. There is so much good theater happening right now in Chicago. It's lit. Mi gente, there's a lot to unpack on this one. Sam is a Puerto Rican Dominican who grew up in McAllen, Texas. You heard that right. She tells us about her experience growing up as an Afro-Latina in the South and how that really created some identity struggles. We even go deeper and discuss the Black versus Latino stigma. We both grew up hearing similar comments about our Blackness that challenged our identity. Comments like, you're Dominican, not Black, or you're Black, not Latino. Sam and I shared these moments of confusion together and how we grew from them. We share how Latina people come in all shapes, sizes, colors, and genders. One is not greater than the other, and one does not negate our Blackness nor our Latinidad. I even get extra real on this topic as I share a very personal moment that is connected to Morenita. I gotta say, listening to Sam, I learned so much from her. Even in expressing some of my struggles, she gives me advice and a word on how to deal with identity issues 
and things like imposter syndrome. She is wise beyond her years, and I'm so lucky to have shared this space with her, and I hope you feel lucky too. Te invito. Sam, welcome to Morenita. Hey, happy to be here. <laughs> so I, I have to admit, um, just for the listeners, so they understand the vibes, I met Sam over the weekend. Um, I went to Chicago to see a friend of mine, one of my best friends, Tyler Hardwick. He's been on the show before. Um, perform in Steppenwolf in an amazing show called Choir Boy. And Sam was walking through the building, and I'm like, I know this girl's face because <laughs> I didn't tell Sam this when I first met her, but I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure she's Dominican. I think she's Dominican. And Sam, I have to be very honest with you. Like when I started like in theater and whatnot, like I was like the only Dominican girl. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like me and like maybe another girl. That was it. So when other Afro-Latinas were coming into the room, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. okay. So I always feel like you kind of like, you're drawn to that. Oh, and I absolutely. was drawn to that with you. And me and another friend were at the pool and I was like, oh my God, I think that's that girl, Sammy. I think I've seen her and stuff on Instagram. I think she's Latina. Is that the person I'm thinking of? And then like while you were sitting there, on your computer at the pool. I was like Instagramming. I was like, yeah, that's her. That's ah! her. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So I'm obsessed because I'm, I mean, first off, like just sickly talented. So I was happy to like get to meet you in person finally. And I was like, I have to have you on the show because I just feel like there's so much that I want to know about you and our listeners, I'm sure as well. Um, as I mentioned in, in the intro, Sam has been on Broadway. She is now in Chicago doing an amazing show that we'll get to talk about soon. Um, when I first met you was, you were like, I'm from Texas. And I was like, espérate, aborico anda americana from Texas? Okay, I need to know about this Rough. and how that world was like for you before we get into like all the amazing things that you do. I'm so curious what your experience was being an Afro-Latina and not being Mexicana in Texas. <laughs> yes, not being Mexicana in Texas. You put it perfectly. It was... Oh my God, wait, is that a musical that we're, we're writing? Not being Mexicana, Mexicana in, in Texas? Texas? Listen, oh my God. Um, okay. well, hey, put it in your notes go. app right now so we don't forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell us about that. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was rough. My mom is from the Bronx, Boricua from the Bronx. My dad is straight from DR, and they met in New York. Okay. And then when I was like six months old, my dad got a job in Texas. And like any immigrant, he followed the opportunities. So mm. we landed in uh, McAllen, Texas, which is like five minutes away from Mexico, but there was actually like kind of a a good like Dominican Cuban community there randomly. Dominicans you, be everywhere, y'all. Everywhere, okay? everywhere. Like half the doctors there were Dominican, and like wow. my dad had gone to med school with some of them, and that's how he kind of landed there. Um, so I was there for like till I was like eight, but then we moved to Lufkin, Texas. And in Ooh. Lufkin, Texas, that's East Texas, far away from Mexico. And it was just, you were either white, you were black, or you were Mexican. 
but usually you were either white or you were black. So I just kind of was like in the middle of it all and didn't really know where I fit in. Um, so I had a lot of identity issues growing up. Y también mm-hmm. also like there's the part of like being Dominican when you're younger and like being like, well, I'm not black, I'm Dominican. You know what I mean? Right. So I had to really come to terms with my blackness and now I love it, obviously. But, you know, it was a long journey. Um, but now we're here. Yeah. And I mean, hi, soul sister. Yeah. I've been my entire life. I know. Um, because I, I mean, people wouldn't know, but like in New York, I was born in the Bronx. I was, we left at when I was five from the city. Um, and I was technically raised in Rockland County where it's really an hour away from the city, but where I went to school, you were either white, black, or Mexican. They didn't know what Dominican was. No. They were like, what? Darylin's kind of black, but she's not really black because she speaks Spanish and like her hair is kind of curly. And, and then my, I wasn't white enough for my white friends, right? Because all of that. And then, of course, the Mexicanos were like, hey, Latina, where? Yeah, so- literally, literally. <laughs> they were harsh. And were I would harsh. try to speak. I would like speak Spanish. I would be like, no, like, hablo español. Yeah, <laughs> mira, <way>. and, <laughs> and they were like, you're still not cutting it. So I completely feel you on that. Let's rewind and talk about this black Dominican thing because Oof. child, yeah. I never read like comments, but I remember our first episode here on Morenita was with Amara La Negra. Mm-hmm. You can't get <laughs> any more Dominican and blacker than yeah, that. Yeah. So, um, and I remember, I guess because it was like on my first episode, I read a comment and it was like, oh, I don't know why this Morenita show is out here saying like, we're black, we're not black, this and that. And this is why I'm doing this Mm -hmm. show. This is why I'm doing this podcast. To educate you and understanding that you can be black and Latine. You can be white and Latine. You can be all these things and be different colors and different shades. And that's what we talk about here. So let's talk about this black Dominican thing because it really be irking me. Irking, irking. Now, is that something for you that happened in your family, like in your home? Because we could be real about that too. Yeah. Because for me, not it didn't happen in my home specifically, but yeah. it happened in my cousins' homes oh, yeah. and my aunts and uncles' oh, homes. Yeah. Sometimes my grandmother, my grandparents' homes. Don't even get so me started like, on my abuela. She's crazy. Like, and we yeah. love you guys. We love you, fam, love so much. But I'm curious for you, like, where was that, where was that mindset? Like, where was that, where was that rooted for you? When did that start? Yeah. Okay. So I was really lucky in that my dad, who's Dominican, understood his blackness, was black AF, made it very clear that we were black. Um, but his family was not always, you know, they were not always on game with that and like, there was also like hella colorism that went on and it was just like a whole thing. But for me, it was more of like a, like especially having like my mom who's Boricua and like lighter skinned and had like long hair. Um, I always like wanted to be more like her. And from mm-hmm. what I saw in my family, in my extended family, was that, that lighter people were always kind of like pushed to this pedestal, you know, mm-hmm. not, I don't think it was conscious. It's just the way they were raised back then, you know, that's just how it was. And so in my life, I was like, well, I don't want to be considered black because I'm not, I'm Latina. I'm not, you know, I, that's not for me. Like I'm, I'm above that. Yada, yada, yada. I didn't know. Um, And I also felt like whenever I 
corrected people and being like, oh, I'm not black, I'm I'm Hispanic. They'd be like, oh, okay, cool, you can come. You know what I mean? Like, right. like that, especially mm-hmm. with white people. So like, it took me a long time to come to terms with my blackness. But also I will say that like, sometimes as an Afro-Latina with like curly hair and like brown skin, sometimes saying you're black to other black people, they're not with that. So how do I go through life as an obviously black person mm-hmm. without spending all my time trying to convince people of my blackness, which no other fucking black people have to do. You just are, right. you know, you are so black. You are black. Mm-hmm. And it should be that simple. But because I think of the Eurocentric standard and colonization that's in literally every single culture. We do everything through a white lens where we have to prove even to our own people that we are black enough. Um, So yeah, that's what I, that's kind of my journey with that. Okay, we speak speak in truth over (laughs) here. We speak in truth over here. 11.35 a.m., okay? Come on. So (laughs) the one thing that I'm so fascinated for you, because I don't know if we've had different experiences. I've spoken to a couple other Afro-Latina friends that I'm sure we have in common, like Ashley de la Rosa and a couple other amazing um, performers. What was that experience for you in theater? Because I have, I have a very traumatic experience with the being accepted within the black community. Yeah, me too. Hola, ¿qué tal? This is Cheekies from the Cheekies and Chill podcast. For whatever reason, or absolutely no reason at all, sometimes we all just need some time to turn off and get away. A lot of times on the My Cultura podcast network, our storytellers share their adventures and tips for living our best lives. And why not? With the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card, you can easily check off all those dreamy destinations. Como la playa que viste en ese show, or climbing that mountain on your screensaver. I see you. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter the reason, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Okay. I'm curious. Um, I mean, also, like, you have a sister for life. I'm here. Oh, yeah, of course. I love anytime. it. Anytime. I'm so glad um, we met. <laughs> I'm so happy because 
I need, I need this. Yeah, me too. Because it's so hard to talk about it with people that don't really get it. But for you, like, how are you navigating that? And and also just for the listeners to grasp, what have you been through that? And you don't have to like go into detail or yeah. share names or whatever you're comfortable yeah, yeah. with. But like, what have you been through where it's been a challenge for you and the industry, not only in life, but within the industry? So what is that for you? And how are you processing that? So for me... All this kind of started when I went to college. I went to Pace University. And by the time I was in college, by the time I went to high school, I had moved to Houston, which was a bigger city. I came to terms with my blackness and I was kind of like in it, you know, and like accepting myself. So by the time I came to New York, I was 18. Um, We did a workshop reading of Caroline or Change and I Mm -hmm. got Caroline. Mm -hmm. And... That within itself was like a whole deal to some of the black kids because they were like, well, you're not really black. So why should you be playing this? Like, how are you going to be able to? And I was literally like, are you kidding me? Like, Mm. I. I don't even like I don't even know how to like defend myself. I just, Hmm. you know, so I went through like a few years of college feeling like I had to prove myself, but also feeling that I didn't really fit in because like I wasn't raised in an African-American household. I was raised in a Dominican, Puerto Rican household where we listened to like Mark Anthony and Juan Luis Guerra every morning on Sundays. But that doesn't mean my blackness is any less, you know, it's just a kind of different subgenre of black. And I think that because other people aren't um, necessarily always educated on what that is. They assume that it is not enough. And I always Mm -hmm. felt like I was never enough for like a lot of black people because they didn't really understand, you know? Um, And then I finally found my community. I went to a party in Brooklyn and I'll never forget this. And there was like a lot of, other black actors there. I had just done my first show. I was in Dear Evan Hansen at the time. And I remember being so nervous about like feeling like if I had like how I was going to navigate in that circle and you know, whatever. And they were so accepting and they got it. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then after that, I've just kind of been like, I'm not going to defend myself or prove anything to you, but just know like this is what it is. And since then, right. I, I feel like I've been able to come into my own. But then it also goes into like the whole situation with white people and like especially in this industry. Sometimes I'll get like uh, film auditions specifically for like Latina girl, like spicy, whatever. Like it'll literally be in the in the thing. And like. I like I audition for them, but sometimes I even think like they don't understand that I am Latina. Like they can't like a lot of white people don't see like once they see the brown skin, they're like, oh, well, like, why did was this a mistake? Why do we, mm -hmm. you know, I see that a lot on TV. I don't see a lot of Afro-Latina representation at all. So it's been really weird to navigate. I don't know if I answered that right. No, you did. You did a great job. You did an amazing job. So right now, let's say you get a role. Because I've struggled with this. Yeah. Like yesterday, like today. Um, let's say you get a role and it's like, let's say you get a called in for Caroline. Mm-hmm. Do you, I got called in for Caroline, mm-hmm. by the way. When uh, any, everybody, Sam was in Caroline or Chain <laughs> on the Broadway, just to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I got called in for Caroline. I felt extremely uncomfortable mm. going in for the audition. 
And I've been realizing maybe I'm putting this more on myself rather than people putting it on me that I'm creating some of this pressure. Yeah, but it's a combination of the two because it wouldn't even be a thought if nobody put it in your head to begin with. That's what I think. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm doing, and even my manager's like, Darlin, you can sing the shit out of this. And like, you are, am I missing something? Like, I'm very confused. And I'm just, and I, and, and it's like, oh, well, like, am I black enough? I'm a lighter skin tone. Are they just going to look at me as this like light skin, like Afro Latina Mm -hmm. and like, oh, her last name's Castillo, which has Mm -hmm. happened to me Mm -hmm. because when I was in Lion King, um, I was coming in to cover Nala and apparently there was word behind the scenes that people were upset that my last name was Castillo. I hate it here. I hate it here. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, and that was my first, that was my first, you know, like your dear Evan Hansen, that was my yeah. first thing. And that really set the tone for me. Yeah. And yeah. like traumatized me of course. a lot. And I'm working through that. But it's like, how do you handle that? Like you get a role that maybe you have that thought where you're like, mm. should I go in for this? Are there roles that you turn down? Because I have to be honest, I do turn down some roles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where I'm like, I don't know if like this is authentically like going to be great for me to tell this story. I don't know if that's if it's going to oh, yeah. be coming from an authentic place. I feel like a fellow, um, you know, a fellow black actor could maybe do a better job or connect with it in a different way. And it might be a better opportunity for somebody else. Absolutely. How do you deal with that? Yeah, I feel like white casting directors and agents and managers will see a breakdown for a black person and then send it to everyone without even Mm. looking at what the character even is. So like when I get sent like a million like Nigerian American roles and like (laughs) stuff like that. I'm like, no, I I don't even like, I don't even look Nigerian. Like there's nothing I can't give. I can't tell that story with honesty. You know what I mean? Right. I never really had the the issue with the last name thing because my last name is Williams. But whoever's listening, let this be proof that we came from the same place and my last name is Williams and her last name is Castillo. Like it, it, we are so like mixed with a bunch of things mezcla, yeah. yeah so it's like let that be proof that you can you can be anything um but i i definitely there are definitely roles where i'm like eh, i think like somebody else would be better for this and like i know that about <laughs> myself but that could be any that could be having to do with race personality um you know sexual orientation whatever yeah yeah and I think as long as I stay honest with myself and what I actually, how I want to be perceived and the things that I feel I can actually do honor to and tell respectfully, then um, I'm good. So I love that. Thanks for that lesson, Sam. Yeah. But I do wish you, (laughs) I wish you would have gone, or did you go in for Caroline? Did you end up going in? I didn't. I decided not to. Um, Damn, I wish you would have gone in. But I understand the imposter syndrome. I get it. Yeah. The imposter syndrome is real. And I have to say, it's just while I was singing it and while I was doing it, I just, there was something in my heart that I was like, I don't know about this. (laughs) And I don't know why. I don't know what it was. Um, But, and and, and I'm working through that, you know, working through that every day. I think we all are and figuring all that out. But yeah, day by day, moment by moment. Okay. It's nice to hear that you're not the only one, right? Oh, like, yeah. It's nice to hear like, oh, you you too. Absolutely. 
Us, us too. Yeah. Hola, ¿qué tal? This is Cheekies from the Cheekies and Chill podcast. For whatever reason, or absolutely no reason at all, sometimes we all just need some time to turn off and get away. A lot of times on the My Cultura podcast network, our storytellers share their adventures and tips for living our best lives. And why not? With the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card, you can easily check off all those dreamy destinations. Como la playa que viste en ese show, or climbing that mountain on your screensaver. I see you. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter the reason, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Um, you went to Pace. I did. Pace University. Yes. And then... You landed a role on Dear Evan Hansen, which is such an incredible show. And I have to say, as a woman of color, to be in the show, um, that's a huge, a huge thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, If you guys don't really know, um, well, there's a movie of Dear Evan Hansen. um, And there's also like. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. the show is very white. It um, is, yeah. So, um, so it was really awesome to see women of color in the show rising to the occasion and having that opportunity. Yeah. What was that like for you? You can be honest to the <laughs> to the level of honesty that you want to share. Yeah, it was an interesting <laughs> experience to say the least. I am okay. so happy that I yeah I'm so grateful for it. Obviously, it's like a dream come true to be in a hit show and. My right. first Broadway show in while I was in college and stuff. And I was so lucky because while I was in Evan Hansen, the guy who played my, like, counterpart, the other funny person, was also black. So, mm. and he was actually also mixed with all sorts of things. So he and I, and he was the first um, black male in that company, Sky Lakota Lynch. And he, he be, yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> and he became my best friend and, like, we kind of like stuck with each other the whole time because listen, it was rough. I yeah. can't lie to you. It's hard. <laughs> I mean, when you're, when you're in a show that you're the only one and you have somebody else who's the only one with you, like, yeah, you naturally gravitate towards yeah. that because you guys can experience things together and go through the process of all this together. And it, it's tough. I mean, there were it's days. It's tough. Yeah. There were days where like, it was like, you know, you have, we were like, I was 20. He was, I don't know how old he was, like maybe like 25 or something. And 
there was a day where we had to get our hair cut. And like, we didn't know till we got to the theater. And like, we were not just gonna have some white lady cut our hair. Sorry, Meg. She's a great <laughs> woman. She's amazing. And I would even say this to her face. But like, literally, like, we didn't know what to do. So we hid in my dressing room while the, someone was knocking on the door. We literally hid, turned the lights off, and like, didn't answer until like, way later nobody was there and then like got out snuck out because we didn't want anyone to mess with our curls and like ruin our shit but like again this was in like i think 2018 is when i started this show so it was like a little bit you know i think before now, the change before the, quotation before the marks. change quote unquote yeah because <laughs> we've dealt with some crazy stuff with our hair well, um hair is like also a whole other like people don't understand <laughs> sam you gonna come back we gonna talk about hair okay Dear Evan Hansen goes, you're learning all these lessons. Beautiful. Then you get to be in a blackity black, 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 black show, Carolina Change oh, on bad. Broadway. Yes. And you got to be around incredible actresses like Nasia Thomas. Shout out to Nasia. I mean, what a difference. Such a I'm difference. I'm sure. Oh my Tell God. me about that. I don't think I realized how much more comfortable I am around my own fellow people because like, God damn, it's just a completely different vibe. Um, yeah. But there was also like a level of imposter syndrome because like part of me was like, damn, like, am I even like black enough to be here? <laughs> like, goddamn, you know? That's um, how I always feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I definitely had that. But God, I was so lucky that everyone in the mm. cast was just like so welcoming and like kind of like held me. I was also like the youngest person there besides the people who the kids who played my younger siblings so I just felt very held and lifted and also the black people there were hella pro-black so like they saw me they said yeah you're Jamaican but you black you know it was very like they were like nah like welcome you know what I mean come to your people especially like they knew a lot about my experience that I had before with Mm -hmm. Evan Hansen and feeling really uncomfortable there so like I felt really taken care of and like lucky protected protected i guess yeah and also like this show is all about ancestry and it's also about like being black in the south which i don't think anyone else there was from the south right so like for me like i was like hit like i understood that to a t and Hmm. um i felt like i even had things that i could teach some of my black counterparts that they may have not experienced so it was like really it was really cool to be on that side of it it was dope i wish i totally wish i saw the show i was on tour and then Mm. obviously you know everything went to to shit yeah i mean it was literally (laughs) like it happened like in the thick of the pandemic like i remember our we stopped march 12th 2020 which is when everything shut down and that was our day of the invited dress and then when we Mm -hmm. came back we were one of the first shows to come back and like the pandemic was still happening so a lot of people weren't able to come see it but it was it was honestly such a a good healing experience for me great show and then now you are in chi town right now doing a musical or a play musica yeah okay What is it? What is it called? It's called Life After. It's at the Goodman Theater. Come see us. We're here till July 18th, I believe. Okay. And yeah, it's it's so fun. I love it. What's the premise of the show? If so, you can give us like a quick, a yeah, quick, you know, quick for little dummies. synopsis. So it's about yeah. a girl who loses her dad 
in a car accident. Her dad gets in a car accident and on her birthday. And mm-hmm. uh the last conversation that they had was a huge fight and she never really fights with her dad or, or does anything like that. And so basically she's trying to figure out like, was he in the car to go and look for her? Like, what was he doing? And like, he was like on a random street, like she didn't really understand. And then throughout the play, she's basically going through the stages of grief while figuring out why her dad was out there and also coming to terms with the fact that like, Yes, she yelled at him in that moment, but, like, it was just a moment, and she didn't think that was going to be the last moment. Um, And basically, at the end of the play, she realizes that, like, not everything is black and white. Some things are allowed to live in the gray, and she kind of comes to terms with her grief and is able to release her dad. Um, But it's actually really funny. I know it sounds sad, but it's a really funny, like, just beautiful family musical. Mm. And you're the girl. And I'm the girl. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, I'm the girl. And in this play, my dad is white and my mom is black. So it's just like, listen. We can do this, you guys. We can, we do, can do it this. all. We can do it all. And Skylar, who you met, obviously, she's playing my older sister. And her actual parents are black and white. So she looks hmm. lighter skin. But... I don't know, seeing our family like that on stage is so real. I have cousins who are are Skylar's color. Like, you can be any color, you know, it just... Absolutely. It's great, so... It's educating, it's educating. Go catch it, you guys, if you're in Chicago. Um, Sam is a force. <laughs> Sam, I got some questions for you. Oh, I'm ready. We got some questions. Okay. If you could be in any production, play any role... Or even just be in a production. Like if you even if it's like ensemble, like, oh, I just want to be in that show. Like oh, just yeah. something. Yeah. What would it be? That's on Broadway right now. Or like that's playing. Let's just say like no, let's just say anything. Like anything? it doesn't it could have been on Broadway. It could have been Oh, I already know. Okay, I wanna go. be I wanna be in I wanna be Mimi and Rent. So yeah. Bad. Or I wanna be in the ensemble of Rent. I Sis. Bro. Can we put this into existence? I've been wanting to I've been in for Mimi. Okay, first off, I'm just going. Okay, this might be a little TMI. I'm do it. I got I got some big boot. I got some big boobies. Okay, girl, me too. And but Mimi, they never want they never want curvilicious. Really? They always want like. Oh, yeah. Interesting. That's been like my journey with Mimi. Mm, mm. Well, they're doing it at the paper mill soon, right, or something like that. So we'll see. We'll see you there. Let's, let's see what pops up there. Okay. <laughs> okay, Mimi oh went so good in that. I love oh. that. You, you'd be amazing. Yes. We should just do our own. Anything in rent. We can, like, anything. Yeah. Like, honestly, Mark, you be me, me, I'll be Roger. <laughs> I would love to play Roger in rent. Let's be real, actually. Actually, I'm going to like, change my answer to Roger. Roger. Okay. Yes. Roger that, Roger. <laughs> but only if you're Mimi. Only if you're Mimi. <laughs> you heard that, Paper Mill? We want a gender-bending rent. Yes. Okay. Our second question. If you could have a last, like, your last meal... What would the meal be? Like your last thing you have? Sancocho. Of course. Yeah, sancocho with those on the side. (laughs) And who's making the sancocho? My abuela. Even though she just passed. Rest in peace. Love her. I know, love her. But she made the best sancocho. Oh my God. So yes, hers. 
I know. Something about Sankulcha just hits differently. Yeah. Okay, third and last final question. What reminds you of home or makes you feel like home? You can't say Sankocho again. (laughs) I can't say Sankocho. No, because my mom is always too lazy to make it, which I don't blame her. It takes a very long time. Honestly, my mom is the same way. My yeah, mom she's is the like, same way. Yeah, she's like, I'm not making you that. <laughs> nah, go down, go down to Dykeman. Go to go to, go to Washington yeah. Heights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what reminds me of home? I think if I'm ever somewhere and the Celia Cruz song comes on that's like, hey, mama, hey, hey mama. mama. You know that one? Hey, mama, hey, mama. That song, like, bro. <laughs> when Slaps. I hear that, always, I'm like, it's like I'm taken back. Because um, I remember my mom would, like, blast that on Sundays to clean it. And just, like, I don't know, that song... Is is what stop is it's what started every party that song so mm. that would probably be the one or be I what reminds that. me of home the most. <laughs> Sammy, if our listeners want to follow you, follow your journey, see what yes. you're doing, see where you at. This is a social media plug. Where can we find you? Yes. How do we find you on Instagram? I'm at s a w m i e Sammy because my name was taken <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, I also have an Instagram account for uh, the food that I make. It's called Sammy. Okay. It's called Sammy Makes Yummy Food. It's really silly, but if you guys are interested in food content, follow me there. I love that. Sammy, thank you so much for coming on Morenita. I don't think this is going to be the last time. No, you are yes. such a light, and I thank wish you. you the best on your uh, show and closing in Chicago. Thank and you. can't wait to see what you do next. Yes, you too. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. And it was good to meet you last weekend. Likewise. Yeah. Likewise. Oh I'm God. so glad we did this. Yay. Morenita is a production of Sonoro in partnership with iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion Lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más, 52. 36. 42. Puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. 
Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. When something happens to your car, you might say, But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.